Hi, and welcome to the latest episode of Mistress Mia's Dungeon. I'm your hostess, Mistress Mia, and you know my badass bitch, my sidekick, Master John Lord Balajani Hotcakes, Misty Rain is burping. Misty Rain. Misty ruined my intro. Wow. You are such an attention whore. I think that, maybe, do you think that was passive aggressive? Do you think I did that on purpose? I don't think that was passive aggressive. I think that was just aggressive. (laughs) <laughs> yes, I think you did that on purpose. Let's start it over. No, no. Tell no. said the kitty. We're moving forward. We told you if you kept doing it, we were going to keep it on there. We did. We did. And then you did it right in the middle. And we're 50 seconds <laughs> in it. So you know what? Okay. Too late. We're in it to win it, bitch. Sorry, Charlie. <laughs> okay. Sorry. Wow. So, John, are you ready? Let's do it for us. I, I'm going to have to because she is not. Do like, it. Do it. Yay! Me! There we go. Oh, I did it. All right. <laughs> did you piss your pants with that one? Um, I've been pissing out my ass lately, so a little bit. Okay, a little bit. <laughs> so, <laughs> lovesense.com, BDSM Aftercare 101, ways to care for your sub after play. Oh. Do you care for your sub so, after play, John? So. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, Do you just knock her on the side of the head and tell her to go to sleep? <laughs> Sometimes. <laughs> okay, we were talking about this article before we came on, and we're just like, huh, I think I figured out why people are scared of us. Right. <laughs> because normal people have loving, caring, romantic sex, and everybody leaves feeling great and with a smile on their face, hopefully, but nobody's injured. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> when we have sex, we're crawling out of the bedroom. Um. Sometimes we need bandages. We need crutches. We need a wheelchair. We need a bag of frozen vegetables. <laughs> Packing frozen vegetables between our legs. Yeah. It's like when cats have sex and you can hear the girl screaming because the barb on the ma- on the penis is ripping her vagina every time he pulls out. Oh. That's the kind of sex we have. It's true. It's so, the kind of sex we had last night. So we need aftercare, yes. <laughs> So if we do it right, yes, we do do the aftercare thing. Yeah, you got me the bag of frozen vegetables. I did. She said, I need a bag of vegetables. <laughs> and I went and got it for her. Yeah, mm-hmm. sure. And a, and a fudge sickle. He did. He brought and, me And I put the fudge sickle on top of the bag of frozen vegetables to keep it cold for her. Oh, I thought she'd stick it in her <laughs> pussy. I, I was being considered. Well, I thought about it. Oh, he was done with my pussy. But okay. It was over. All I, right. I, I felt bad for her. I wanted to stick it in there, but I was just like, I don't know if that's a good idea. <laughs> now we're talking about <laughs> liability issues. Like, <laughs> you make a pussy scary. like that, and you stick something in it, you're probably gonna you're going to go to the hospital. I'm probably right. going to end up going to jail. You might, because <laughs> it would be some illegal shit. That would be, that'd just be abuse at that point. It would. Okay. <laughs> so educate us, John. If you're just Education. getting into BDS, blah blah blah. blah. <laughs> If you're just getting into BDSM play, the idea of things like bondage and spanking can be thrilling. However, we can't overlook one of the most important aspects of kink play, aftercare. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> <laughs> what is aftercare, Misty? Well, it's a fancy way of saying that when the session is finished, 
The dominant makes sure that the participants are okay and happy. This can include... Go ahead. You were not okay last night, but you were way fucking happy. Oh, my God. I was so happy, baby. (laughs) It was so great. Oh. But no, I was not okay. But I was so happy about that. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Oh, my God. You broke it. Okay. (laughs) This can include gently bringing someone back to reality from the fantasy of play and helping them feel grounded again and or reestablishing the normal loving roles you would normally assume if you're in a relationship. It's helping them detach from the submissive role if necessary, as well as communicating what went well and what could be changed in the future. So, yeah, I mean, it's checking to make sure that I'm okay and then telling me that I'm a good girl or that you were proud of how well I took it. <laughs> Another reason why I knew she would like this article. <laughs> you, hear, you hear moaning thinking about it? Yes. <laughs> Baby, you're such a good girl. And you read that article so well. I'm really Thank proud you. of you. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> See, it means so much, though. <laughs> Absolutely. So, how, Mia, how can we deal with subdom drop? Ooh. Well, it says if you're not familiar with the term drop, in quotes, it means that when you're playing around in BDSM, there are often spikes of endorphins and adrenaline, especially if you're doing something intense. When you crash from this natural high, there's a chance of drop. This can include. You can't calm down or feeling irritable. You're feeling guilty, worthless, or helpless. Because you did some fucked up shit. What were you thinking? <laughs> yeah, that's... Wow. can't even look at you right now. <laughs> Which is why when you say, oh, you took it so good, or you were such a good girl, or... But then again, sometimes you say, God, you're nasty. <laughs> <laughs> I told her she's a big old slut today and she got sad for a second. It's like, no, baby, you're a big old fucking slut. And she's like, you like it. And I'm like, y'all. Yeah. So as soon as he said he liked it, then it was okay. <laughs> so oh, you're either feeling tired or lazy, hopeless or pessimistic, pessimistic uh, persistent sadness, anxiety or feelings of emptiness, problems with appetite, problems with sleep cycle, thoughts of suicide. Jesus, right. I think this is the mental health list for depression. Well, now, now think about this. I mean, <laughs> so these are things that can happen. But imagine if somebody is already um, mentally vulnerable. Very true. Um, You're right. Then it can go further into thoughts of suicide. And, um, and they're also talking about major drops. Very true. So this is when somebody's been like in a scene for a while. Yeah. And yeah. And this is a major chemical drop. Well, you know, for my sub, you know, we would do hours on end. And, you know, ultimately, I would just throw some milk on her and cookies, (laughs) change your diaper, or shut the fuck up and go to sleep. (laughs) And she felt loved. Totally loved. She loved it. And it was all worth it. And then I would spin on her some more. (laughs) 
<laughs> that was her request. She, starts, she liked it. She starts hugging me when you say that. That's been so much. She's like, oh. <laughs> well, I think about when you put your foot on my face. You push my face down. I know. Yes. Yes. The bottom of my dirty foot on your pussy. Yes. <laughs> this is for your dirty pussy. Yes. Oh my god. Okay. So I know when I do long scenes, <laughs> I'm exhausted. Right. I'm exhausted. Dom drop. Dom it's drop. We need a nap. You know. That's my aftercare. Exactly. Give me, let me have a Give nap. Give me a nap. Give me a little <laughs> snack. You know, right. maybe a hot bath. We'll call it a day. <laughs> my imagination will kick back in. Don't worry. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I want to do dirty, nasty things. See you later. Exactly. Okay. It doesn't hurt While me. she's tied up in the garage or something, you know. <laughs> wow. Look, see, there's difficulty concentrating, remembering details. See, that's why I always say, oh, God, tell me tell me what went on, because sometimes I have difficulty remembering the details. No. And making decisions. Put me in the slave cage, and don't let anybody talk to me, please. <laughs> <laughs> that's happening next month. So, <laughs> these feelings can show up right after a scene or anywhere from 24 to to 72 hours after. So the intensity of the scene, the sub or dom's personality, constructive level or problems they might be going through at that moment, basically drop is different for each person and for each scene. So a side note, one way to help avoid this is to gradually go into and recede from a scene. This particular aspect of aftercare is a huge topic, an important topic, and something that deserves its own article when it becomes available We'll link it here, is what they say. But we've Thank read you. several articles on that. You know, we've talked yeah. about it numerous times. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, it says it can start anytime, right after the scene. You know, sometimes people, right after the scene, they want their blanket, they want their teddy bear, and they want to be cared for. Yeah. I've, I've talked to people and tried to negotiate uh, a rape scene with someone one time, which uh, I wasn't going to do it, but we talked about it, what, how it go through. And I asked myself, well, what kind of aftercare would you like? And they said, I don't want aftercare. That would ruin it. I yeah. want to feel like I got raped. Yeah. And if you give me aftercare and are nice to me after the fact, that ruined the, why did we do it? Yeah. So it depends on the person. It depends on when it happens. Because, you know, that same person three days later, it might hit them and then they do need you. Very true. Well, and, you know, if it's if it's somebody that you're not in a relationship with, you know, maybe they need to get aftercare from someone else. If, if having it with you, the one that did the rape scene with them, and they didn't want to do it with you because it would ruin it. Yeah, they still need somebody. Yeah, they do. You know, John and I, we've talked to people in the lifestyle, and I'm sure you've encountered this as well. You know, it's kind of like a lot of people playing with the wrong people to begin with. Yes. That they feel all of these negative things. You know, and that's the point. And the important part is playing with the right people. You know, someone that you can trust, someone you have some level of connection or friendship with. You know, it doesn't have to be, you know, sexual always, obviously. But, um, you know, that they're playing with the right people they trust instead of, you know, living with regret the next day, you know. Right, because you play with the wrong person and now you're doing things that you didn't want to do. Exactly. And that's where you start feeling bad. Exactly. You should be doing it because you want to, it's fun, you're enjoying it, you're getting something out of it. Not because 
you want to make somebody else happy and now you're doing shit that you didn't want to do and you feel a lot of guilt and remorse and, and shame for what you did. Exactly. And, you know, I I joke and I say these things, but, I mean, it was true. You know, I would pour milk on her and throw her cookies and, mm-hmm. you know, make her eat off the floor. And, you know, it's funny because we even sit back and she's my friend and we sit back even today and we talk about it. Right. And we laugh at it. It was fun. And that's what she wanted. Yeah. You know, she would even say we would even play the game with, you know, her using her safe word. And she said, you know, one of the hottest things it, you would tell me is, no, I don't hear your safe word. And I would continue on. Right. You know, she's the only person I've ever done that with. And, you know, that was the thing we did. Yeah. You know, but again, it's communication, like John said, you know, it's it's playing with people you want to play with. Well, and and also, I mean, think about if, um, if you're not living with the person that you're playing with um, and you do, I mean, I just think about the really first intense scene that we did. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, we were not together. And afterwards is when I had that major sub drop. What, a day later, two days later? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the person that I was with at the time could not help me with that sub drop because that's not who I had that intense connection with, that intense scene and it was a you know sensual sensual domination and energy play and so it was really intense and and it was you i needed to hear your voice right you have you need to hear from the person that it was that everything's okay yeah yeah you have to have, have that reassurance because you placed all your trust into that that person right you need that person to tell you it's okay now yeah and if you're not around that person um, then, yeah, I needed the phone call. Absolutely. <sighs> well, you're welcome. <laughs> Thank you, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Communication first. What? We have to talk about before we do it? <laughs> what? Okay. This is one of the most important aspects of aftercare. Preparing beforehand with plenty of communication will make everything that happens afterward so much easier. And that's... You know, we've talked about it before. But I think people sometimes think of aftercare as an afterthought, and they're not ready, right, for whatever. It, so when I play with fire, we've talked about this before. I don't just go down there and play with fire and hope that everything goes well. Mm-hmm. I have fire bandages. I've got all kinds of safety equipment. Keep a wet towel. Wet towels, buckets of water, mm-hmm. burn cream. I've got all that stuff ready to go because I thought about it beforehand, what I may need later. Right. And obviously, everybody's not playing with fire, doing dangerous things, maybe. <laughs> not everybody. <laughs> a lot of things we do is dangerous. But, <laughs> but being prepared for whatever the scene is that you're doing and planning ahead of time and communicating ahead of time, what, what, is, what are those needs? Because I have friends that will play. And they need their stuffed animal at the end. Right. Or I have other friends that will play and they need a blanket. Absolutely. I need a bottle of water. You know, I'm tired. I need, I'm thirsty. I need a bottle of water. Mm-hmm. So everybody's different. And you need to talk about that before you play so you know what to do after you play. If you are new play partners, you must discuss what aftercare is needed. But if you played often with your partner, you might only need to quickly double check. Nothing has changed. 
or you've played often enough that you're already familiar with the aftercare needed. If you're new to BDSM, it's better to start slow and try things that aren't as intense. You also need to talk during your aftercare to share what works and what doesn't. Do you know what I need? You need me to tell you that I love you. Mm-hmm. Oh. And water. And water. Oh. Because we talked about it. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so, yeah. Aside from your boundaries, talk about what you're worried about, what you might think might happen, or what you just what, or what you want to warn your dom about. Yeah, what you're worried about, what might happen, or what you want to warn your dom about. Yeah, might what, happen. That's yeah. what I said. Okay, <laughs> maybe I just needed to clarify it for me. So. Right. Okay. Thank you. For example, if there's someone that overheats <laughs> easily, it helps that the other person know how to, knows to have fans or other things ready to regulate the body temperature. Or if you are someone who needs a good long cleansing cry after, it's vital to let the other person know so they can check in if you're just purging energy versus if there's something serious going on. Mm-hmm. If you go into subspace and you start laughing and you know that that's a thing, because I've had more than one person do that and not tell me, then I don't know what's happening. Right. You know? So it's, it, you have to talk about it before you get into the scene so you know what to do when the, those things do happen. All right. Now, for the new players, you will not be able to catch everything the first time. Right. <laughs> they put that bowl. Right. <laughs> it's okay. It's your first time. You don't know what you're doing. It's fine. Start slow. Pay attention to each other. Communicate. It's okay to talk during the scene. It's your first scene, especially if it's the first scene for both of you. You can talk through it. Oh, right. It doesn't have to be perfect. We're just trying things and see what we like. We're not doing an interrogation scene, and we're not going to break character. Just talk to each other. It's all right. You do that, Mia. I do. Yeah. Absolutely. You doing okay? <clears throat> Absolutely. Still enjoying it, <laughs> yeah. For, so, so, especially for someone new, you know, who right. I have never played with. You know, it's always good to touch base. But I don't want to, I don't want to break the scene by any means. You know, right? I just, I remember the very first time I played in your dungeon, just your laughter. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm being tortured, and you're being. You're laughing the whole time, that giggle. It's like, what the fuck? <laughs> Sorry about that. It was no, amazing. it was good. We do. We go in there and laugh while people get tortured. Oh, no. It was just. And then we come up here and laugh. And then we, we talk about it on the podcast and laugh. <laughs> no, I... Oh, I knew all about it. I heard so many stories about you before I ever met you. Oh, yeah? Oh, yeah. Oh. <laughs> You're a big slut. There's a lot of funny shit. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so some aftercare suggestions. What are some things you can do, Misty? Well, taking off all BDSM gear, like blindfolds, ropes, or restraints. Moving the sub somewhere comfortable and warm off the floor or off the cross or off the table or whatever. Cleaning, disinfecting, applying medicine, and dressing any injuries. I like that. I okay, like. I'm going like to just to stop checked. right here because we don't do any of that shit. You know what we do? What? We tell them to clean up the mess that they made and get their shit and get out. <laughs> <laughs> 
No. You made a mess. Fucking you do say up. you made a mess. Clean it up. <laughs> you have oh. said that. Okay. Depending, yeah, depending oh, on the drop. I'm, I'm sorry. These are people we like. Okay, I'm sorry. Okay. <laughs> oh, here's what you like. Applying any lotions or aloe or cooling creams or coconut oil. Um, coconut oil. <laughs> to make like, the body to, feel She's better. told me today, she's like, I need to put on coconut oil. And then she started reaching for me. She forgot the words. I need to put coconut oil on you. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right. Because in my head, I made that switch, but you didn't hear it. She's like, I need to put on coconut oil. So I reach it for me. I'm like, what are you doing? Stop. <laughs> <laughs> I want to put it on you, baby. Okay. <laughs> Offering painkillers or vitamins, supplements, or antacids to deal with pain, lactic acid buildup. Or loss of nutrients. We don't think about that, but I mean, if people are participating in some serious bondage, then they really need to pay attention to how long somebody is tied up or hands held up because of the lactic acid buildup. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah, wasn't that smart? And you're so smart. Thank you. Um, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I read a lot. Wrapping the sub in a blanket or bathrobe to counteract the body's temperature drop. If you're worried about your sub overheating, use a breathable fabric or something loose with holes like a knitted or crocheted blanket. I have um, a weighted blanket. Mm, Yeah, I use that for patients, but it's a wonderful thing for aftercare and for sub drop because it decreases anxiety. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. The next one, offer chocolate. We talk about this all the time, dark yeah. chocolate. This says it's to help regulate blood sugar levels after seeing, but it also helps bring those endorphins. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So dark chocolate. Um, juice of power drinks, bring your sugar up, and electrolytes, hugging, cuddling, and caressing. A soft voice from your dom. That's right. Reassurance that everything is okay. <laughs> so... So lie to them. <laughs> it's okay, baby. You were such a good girl. God, she sucked. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, not you, baby. <laughs> Offering praise. Oh, so sweet. Reassurance. Like a champ. <laughs> Reassurance. If the sub feels awkward about their kinks, that they are normal and their pleasures are nothing to feel ashamed about. Right. Oh, See, no. that's the big one for me. Is <laughs> I'm like, oh my god, I am a freak, you dirty uh, slut. Oh no. And like, you get no reassurance from me that it's okay. I just look at you like, God, you're a dirty slut. I know. So, <laughs> you do that sometimes. I that's know. hard. It's a compliment. Uh, uh, no. <laughs> She's not convinced. It's John. okay, baby. I love your kinks. I love that you're dirty slut. Thank um, you. <laughs> wow. Offering a reassuring, assuring, reassuring, offer a reassuring and gentle touch to a part of the body that wasn't affected by the scene. Huh. Mm. Open your mouth, baby, so I can touch the inside. <laughs> <laughs> wow. What? Well, wait, I touched this head with my dick. Oh, no. Okay. Well, it's between the toes. Okay. Maybe. <laughs> Make sure participants are serene and positive. Do some yoga. Okay. <laughs> no? No yoga? Yes. 
Here's one. A phone call or meet up to make sure everything's okay. Have a warm bubble bath with candles. Put the sub in their favorite comfortable clothing. Watch a movie the sub likes. Write in your journal. Being left alone to reflect or even meditate. Journal writing is huge. I really... Uh, I'm, I'm going to create an aftercare kit. And in the aftercare kit, it's going to be a submissive's journal. Awesome. Because that needs to be part of just coming down from that intensity so that you can, you know, kind of um, keep up with what's been going on. You know, because it's hard for me to focus in on the intensity or what my mind was thinking because I'll forget. Yeah. Whereas John and I are thinking, where did we put those handcuff keys? <laughs> that bitch is in there writing and taking notes on what I did. <laughs> I was thinking, wow, she figured it's on purpose because she doesn't remember the freaky shit she just did. <laughs> then let me go put a cock in her ass. All right. Oh. <laughs> Mia. Yes. Do Dom's eat aftercare too? Dom needs care too. <laughs> yup. <Yeah. laughs> Oh, what do y'all need? (laughs) Well, we need a lot of things, but I don't know if this article can help us out on that. However, the stereotype is that doms are strong creatures that need, oh, that, excuse me, that don't need help or reassurance. That's not a stereotype. That's accurate. Yeah, so so accurate. But But this is an unhealthy mentality, John. Well, yes, I have an unhealthy mentality. And they can experience (laughs) fatigue or have a rough day and even experience drop. The reason people don't think about Dom aftercare is that they're too busy taking care of the other person. And they're just starting to learn the craft. Or it's a professional arrangement that is solely focused on the sub. So, what can you do if you're practicing BDSM in a relationship? It's a balance of making sure both parties are happy and calm. If you're a professional dom, you should make sure you have a system in place to take care of your own aftercare. Talking with your sub or someone else you trust. Taking a long bath with mood lighting. Well, that I do that. I know you do, John. Meditating, <laughs> yeah, with a disco ball, with, with a little candle. It's a candle, John. Mm-hmm. So when I touch myself, yeah, more romantic. Yes. yes, and you say, <laughs> "You were a good boy." Yeah, <laughs> yeah, boy. <laughs> Meditate traffic with that traffic cone. <laughs> Meditating or doing deep centered breathing, reading with your favorite beverage. Cuddling the hell out of someone or something. Look at everything on the sub list and it applies to Dom and me's too. Hmm. Dom A's too, I should say. So this can be done by yourself with a sub and even doing the same aftercare things as your sub. Like both of you wearing fuzzy slippers, eating popcorn and watching a movie. This sounds so fucking gay. We eat popcorn and watch the movie part. But no fuzzy slippers. I was thinking the same thing. (laughs) We watch Megan Horror Story and watch people walk around like that. Oh, yeah. Well, what so many subs don't know is I'll walk in heels when I see them. Then when I blindfold them, then I put my fuzzy slippers on. (laughs) I'm already drinking my favorite beverage. I'm sitting there as, you know, they're already in a predictable, unpredictable situation, (laughs) but predicted bondage, however I want to do it. I'm just sitting back reading my phone and thinking, huh, I'm going to leave his ass there for a while. I'm going to go beat him up a little bit more. (laughs) 
<laughs> then I'll take my hot bath because I've got lube on me and I feel dirty. <laughs> <laughs> but John, you're just always covered in cum anyway. So what do you do? <laughs> you know, you, you at some point you just accept the fact that you're gonna be covered in cum your whole life. <laughs> Yeah, you, or you, just, you have a sub that just go with puts you in the shower and bathes you and licks oh. it off of you. Ooh, that goes and into she extended got, care and options. She got there, dirty John. today. Extended <laughs> care options. Yes, for, <laughs> for all of those who need some extended care. Exactly. <laughs> we have the nursing home. <laughs> <laughs> Sure, especially in tent scenes, that's going to take you years to recover from. <laughs> Remember, both parties might need care for a few days after you've played. This can be in the form of a scheduled phone call, video chat, or an in-person meetup. However, there are times when that might not be possible, and that's where a babysitter comes into play. <laughs> Because that's what you need, John. I'm a dom, and I need a motherfucking babysitter yeah, right now. And you know what? Daddy's sleeping with the babysitter. <laughs> that's the kind of aftercare I need. Okay. <laughs> Get my dick wet again. <laughs> Baby, call the babysitter. Mm. So, Misty. Daddy likey. <laughs> you want to do the quick closing, Misty? The quick closing yes. with all things BDSM, every person and every experience is unique. That's why communication, positive attitudes, and consensual actions are very important. So it's not judging or forcing your own BDSM beliefs on others. Hmm. 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 Isn't that what we do every day on this podcast? Force our beliefs on others? We force, we penetrate. You listen we to us. We plunge it down our throats. That would make fun. a good scene. Plunge the shit pit down. It would, yeah. We get a toilet Misty, plunger. Misty, go get the plunger. <laughs> yeah, we're not getting okay. a new one. <laughs> we get a new one. Dusty in there will be we fine. I thought Shove we weren't going to do this one again. <laughs> What are those circles on your back? Did you get fired up? No, I got toilet plunged. <laughs> Again. <laughs> oh my god. Wow. Yeah. Exciting, John. Exciting. Fire up that pussy. I'm gonna toilet plunge it. <laughs> <laughs> Before I say anything else. I can else. feel it. I know. I know. Spread your asshole. You got it, mister. You got it. Wow. You, okay. want to, you want to do the double-ended, so we'll stick that with the plunger into you. We'll stick the stick up my ass, and we'll fuck each other. Wow. He even has a sound effects for that. Right? Yes. Yeah, he has some pretty good. Yeah, that's special. Oh, All right. Well, no, but it's happening. Okay. So we'll talk about that on the next episode. Until then, make all your double-ended fucking toilet plunger sucking fantasies become realities. Okay. 